Welcome back, Brooklyn Nets fans, as we react to the Nets-Cavaliers game. And the Brooklyn Nets are now the 7th seed in the East, which is absolutely crazy because literally six days ago, they were in the 10th seed. Things were looking bad. I'm thinking, oh my god, they gotta win two straight games just to get in a playoff series. And the Nets, since Saturday's loss against the Hawks, which was a bad loss, I know, but they have been able to handle their own business. Yes, they played the Rockets. Yes, they played the Knicks. And they played a Cavs team that has, you know, a key injury to Jared Allen, but they got Evan Mobley back. But tonight was pretty impressive for the most part. And honestly, the teams in front of the Nets in the standings, they had to lose some games. They did, of course, that one night on Tuesday when all three teams lost that we needed to lose. And everything in the past week or so, or six days, has broken perfectly for the Brooklyn Nets, which is something I cannot say about this season because this season has been awful for the most part. There's been such, it's such a frustrating season. I'm sure all Nets fans can agree with that. But anyway, we'll talk about tonight's game going forward. Of course, the Nets still have to win on Sunday against the Pacers team. That's not very good, but hopefully they can do that. But we'll talk about the standings and all that going forward who the Nets may play in the first round of the playoffs if they were to win the play-in tournament 7-8 game. Anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed the video. Leave a like, always helps out, and let's get into it. So how can I sum up tonight's game? It was a game of um, runs and momentum, I'll put it that way. I mean, the first quarter, the Nets played very well. The first quarter ended up 34-19 in Brooklyn's favor. You're thinking, that was great. We're shooting the ball well. Seth Curry's playing well. Kevin Durant was unbelievable at the end of the first quarter. And things were looking great. And the Nets had as much as a 17-point lead at one point, sometime in the first quarter or early second quarter. Cleveland outplays us in the second quarter. They had a 35-28 advantage going to halftime close game. But the Nets were still up, so you're like, okay, we're good. And then the third quarter happens, and it was an ugly one for Brooklyn. It started out okay, but then the middle part of the third quarter, the offense was just dead. It was terrible jump shot after terrible jump shot, turnovers, Kevin Durant taking like just not good high percentage shots, which it's tough to say because most KD shots are pretty high percentage, but still, they had no offensive flow whatsoever. Cleveland outscored the Nets 34-21, to a 21-point quarter for the Nets in the third, and at the end of the third, it was 88-83. Cleveland had the advantage. It was 88-81 at one point. Bruce Brown hits a pretty nice layup at the end of the third quarter, which turned out to be a pretty big shot, honestly. And then the fourth quarter happens, and we saw this same thing happen versus the Knicks, how once the fourth quarter started at Madison Square Garden the other night on Wednesday, the Nets just took it to a whole nother level on defense. And we saw this tonight once again as Brooklyn holds Cleveland to 19 points in the fourth quarter. So... It was great to see, of course. The Nets uh, scored 35 in the fourth quarter. They come away with the 118-107 victory. But they just looked like a completely different team in the fourth quarter. Andre Drummond had a perfect quarter. I mean, Drummond's so unpredictable. You get sometimes great Drummond and then terrible Drummond. So it's like, tonight was great Drummond, though. We got great Drummond tonight. Um, Seth Curry made the big corner three when Darius Garland was down on the other end. Kyrie Irving finally made a floater, which he had a rough game in this one for the most part. Kevin Durant had a straightaway three in the early fourth. That was a big shot. And Bruce Brown, like, just continued to have make second chance opportunities for this team and he was playing so well offensively he had a corner three in the fourth quarter that was a big shot so Bruce Brown had a great game a near triple double in this game by the way but yeah so some great individual performances it was mainly Kevin Durant and Bruce Brown tonight but some other guys contributed as well as I mentioned Andre Drummond was great so yeah I mean it was a game where I was a bit concerned at the end of the third quarter I'm like oh my gosh they're up seven like we're in a bad spot here our offense sucks 
And then the Nets, once again, fourth quarter starts, snap of a finger, and they're good. They're just playing great defense. The offense is flowing, and, and things are looking great. So they're a frustrating team. They never make it easy. The Nets are confusing, but at least they got the job done. And we saw this a lot early on in the season, back in like November, I think early December even, where the Nets would kind of coast the first three quarters and then just like completely clamp up in the fourth quarter. There was like a three-game span, I remember, sometime back in November, where the Nets held like three teams in a row to under like 25 points in the fourth quarter. And when you can do that, as long as you keep the game close in the first three quarters, you're going to be good. Now, me, I'd rather have my stress levels low and just have the Nets win by 30 every night, but I guess that's not a bad strategy to have when you're playing teams of lesser talent, and Cleveland's had a great season. They have a better record than us. Well, now we're tied, but they've had a good season for the most part, but we know the Brooklyn Nets are more talented than the Cleveland Cavaliers, so when you play teams like this and you can just coast for three quarters and just keep it close and then really turn it on in the fourth quarter you're going to put yourself in a pretty good spot most nights. You don't want to get down too much like they did versus the Knicks when they were down 21 points on Wednesday, but this team is so talented offensively and sometimes defensively. The Nets, for the most part, don't play very good defense for an entire four, uh, the entire four quarters, but when they really focus on it in the fourth quarter, they do look a lot better defensively. So it's not pretty, it's not perfect, but they got the job done. They came into this game knowing that if they won this game and won on Sunday, they hold their own destiny for or control their own destiny for the seventh seed which of course is big so they knew that coming into it and at one point the game was kind of getting away they took care of it in the fourth quarter so we're good with that the Nets biggest problem defensively tonight and this was a big problem even at halftime I, I realized but was points in the paint Cleveland had 60 points in the paint in this game and that's pretty unacceptable for a defense but I don't think Cleveland's a great shooting team they shot the ball pretty bad from three today they're eight for 27 29 percent but Cleveland had so many points in the paint, you know, thinking about Karis LeVert doing his little pull-up shots or floaters, thinking about Evan Mobley catching lobs and then finishing in, in the paint. And Darius Garland, my goodness, he is such a talented player. Like, he, he's ridiculous. He's very creative, as Ian Eagle said during the broadcast. Like, he'll get in the paint sometimes and pick up his dribble, and it looks like he's stranded. But he'll just do, like, you know, some shoulder fakes and all that, and he'll get his shot up. Like, he's crazy like that. And that layup he had, by the way, the freaking reverse layup, right hand, spins it on the left side of the basket and gets it in. Like, that was a crazy layup by him. That was something Kyrie usually does. So, um, Garland played out of his mind. Luckily, he was okay. He took a shot to the head when uh, Kyrie hit him actually at the end but it was a clean play just you know happened to be diving for the ball wrong place wrong time but luckily he was fine um, but yeah he was very impressive in this game of course and you know Cleveland I guess had their moments in this game but overall I just felt like the Nets were the much better team out there like I don't really fear the whole play-in tournament if the Nets are home versus Cleveland I expect the Nets to win that game I really don't see why not um, we're not getting Ben Simmons back unfortunately but by that point the Nets should get Goran Dragic back who we kind of forget about now it's like Goran's kind of out of our mind he has not played for the Nets since when like Saturday no before Saturday he had COVID so I guess the game before the Hawks game which I forget now but it's been a while uh, over a week now since Goran Dragic has played for the Nets but they should get him back for when the play-in tournament starts. That'd be big, of course. Um, he was symptomatic at first with COVID. Now it seems like he's better, so hopefully he's back by that point. But we did see some more Kessler Edwards tonight, and I did not make a video about this, but of course, I think it was yesterday, James Johnson was released by the Nets, which was kind of surprising. We knew that Kessler Edwards was on a two-way contract, and for order for him to be playoff eligible, the Nets had to release a guy from the roster. And James Johnson was out the past two games with a illness, 
this, quote-unquote. I don't know if it actually was now looking back on it, but he did not play in the Tuesday and Wednesday game versus the Rockets and the Knicks. And James Johnson on Thursday was just waived, and it's it's pretty crazy, honestly. Now, I support the decision because, honestly, I couldn't really stand James Johnson. He gave effort, which I like. I like guys that give 100%, but James Johnson just had no discipline, so many dumb fouls. He did not add much at all offensively other than his ability to dribble the ball pretty well, but like other than that, he did not really offer anything shooting-wise, but I don't know. James Johnson, I feel like I'll look back on him in a few years and be like, ah, oh, he, you know, he was a fun net for a little bit but just in the moment it was like I cannot stand this guy anymore and Steve Nash just always wanted to play him so many minutes it felt like like, he played 31 minutes James Johnson in that Saturday Hawks loss and I'm like that is just too much and and he played Kessler Edwards 19 minutes that night so that pissed me off but Kessler had an off game for the most part he did play 24 minutes had seven points and four boards but Kessler in this game shooting wise he was three of ten and one of four from downtown so like you're hoping for a better you know performance from Kessler Edwards there but looking at some of the stats now KD was 11 for 20 there were a couple calls where KD did not get the call and I was kind of annoyed by that because at one point in the third quarter like Cleveland was getting every little call it felt like there was that one call on Kyrie where he literally did not touch the guy and they called it a shooting foul I was pissed and then Kevin Durant goes to the rim gets hit by two guys doesn't get a call and I'm like, come on, like the refs were fine the first half. And then like they kind of took the game over in the third quarter. But that part was annoying. But yeah, KD was really good throughout the entire game. He was a plus 16. Bruce Brown, 6 of 12, 2 of 4 from downtown, 4 of 4 at the line. Had 10 rebounds and 8 assists. 2 assists shy of the triple-double. But Bruce, Bruce Brown was awesome in this game. Andre Drummond, I talked about him. Had a great game. 7 of 11. He had 12 rebounds. He had 5 offensive rebounds. That definitely showed up in this game. He was a plus 9. Kyrie Irving, 7 of 22. That is not what you want. That's like 31% or something. That's not good. So Kyrie Irving, 1 of 7 from 3. He was 3 of 3 at the line. He did have 6 rebounds, 8 assists. But... Kyrie, if we're going to play the Bucks or something in the first round, got to be better than 7 for 22, you know what I mean? So he's been kind of off in the Barclays so far. He played well on Tuesday at, uh, against the Rockets at home, but like outside of that, the other four games or so Kyrie's played at home, he has not shot the ball like himself, so I'm hoping that changes. But yeah, it's been a bit of a cold stretch of shooting here for Kyrie, but hopefully on Sunday he can pick it up here against the Pacers and going hot into the playing tournament. Seth Curry, 5 of 9, 2 of 6. Seth did tweak his ankle in the first quarter, and that's scary. Because it wasn't even a bad ankle turn, but you know this guy already has ankle issues as it is. He slightly turned his ankle in the first quarter. He stayed in, which was fine, but like you can tell he was hampered by it a bit. The guy's probably in a lot of pain, so I give Seth Curry a lot of credit for playing through this. And Seth sat out last Saturday against the Hawks, and that was like a pretty big game standings-wise. So you can tell the injury is a pretty big one there for Seth Curry, but he's just toughing it out, which is nice. Nick Claxton, two of three in 16 minutes, five rebounds. He had a block in this game. I forget who the block was on. KD had a great block, by the way. End of the first half, I think. And Darius Garland went for a layup, and KD swatted it. That was a big play by him. Patty Mills was not that bad. Back-to-back games of, like, you know, great Patty Mills on Wednesday. And tonight, I say, was pretty good Patty Mills. It wasn't amazing, but pretty good Patty Mills tonight. Two of five shooting. They were all three-pointers. Two of three from the line. He got fouled on a three-pointer in the fourth quarter, and he didn't do much else at all. But Patty Mills, I noticed, was not awful defensively. 
He had a nice pass to Kevin Durant where Patty, you know, pump fake from the corner. He drove in, passed to Kevin Durant on top of the key. It was a great sequence on offense of ball movement, and Patty Mills initiated it. He passed it out to Katie, who was wide open on top of the key, and, and Katie made a three to put them up like five points or seven points at that time. So that was a big shot. Cam Thomas played one minute. That was the final minute of the game when it was over. So Cam Thomas kind of out of the uh, rotation right now. Blake Griffin, once again, a DMP. We were wondering, does Blake Griffin get some of those James Johnson minutes? Well, he does not. So Blake Griffin, unfortunately, was not in the rotation tonight, but somehow is still tied for the NBA lead in charges taken, although he has not played half the year, so that's very impressive. But I keep hoping Blake will get a chance, but it has not happened. And LaMarcus Aldridge, to no one's surprise, was a coach's DMP as well. And Aldridge looked awful the past couple games, so that part makes sense. But... Yeah, I'm still hoping Blake Griffin gets a shot because I want to see him out there, but there's also a lot of other guys that need minutes on this team, so I get it. But anyway, all in all, I'm just happy they won the game. I really didn't care how they did it. I didn't need to win by 30 tonight, although it would be nice, but um, just getting this win and getting the seventh seed and putting yourself in a position to just take care of a bad Pacers team at home on Sunday and getting that seventh seed, that's all the Nets needed was just to win this game and you should be fine. Like, once again, if they don't win on Sunday, that's embarrassing. They probably should just go home anyway. But to win this game, this was the big one. And Cleveland definitely gave them a good run in the third quarter. So it was not easy. And it took some, um, you know, not resilience, but it just took like some focusing on the defensive end and took more passing on the offensive end. And finally, some shots started to fall. They got better looks because the offense in the third quarter was dreadful. And it was great to see them finally figured out in the fourth. But yeah, for a while, they were not getting good shots whatsoever. So now that we talked about the game, um, I want to talk about the standings now, what happened around the NBA. I just saw the Hawks loss, which definitely helps the Nets. So for games that matter around the NBA for the Nets, the Hornets won tonight over the Bulls. And the Hornets remain a game back of us now. So if the Nets lose on Sunday and the Hornets win their last game, the Hornets would be ahead of us. They hold a tiebreaker, unfortunately. So... That's the bad news, but once again, the Nets should win on Sunday. Hopefully, it's not a big deal. The Hawks lose tonight, so now the Hawks are a game back of Brooklyn. They're going to need a Nets loss on Sunday, and the Hawks have to win their last game of the season, so we'll see if that happens. I don't think anything else really mattered. The Bucks won tonight, and they're pretty much in the second seed now. I don't know if it's like they clinched it, but like they're pretty much in it by over a game now, so the Bucks are most likely going to be the uh, second seed. So if the Nets were to hypothetically win the 7-8 game and get the 7 seed, we can very likely see a Nets-Bucks first round once again, which scares the hell out of me, and especially because they'd be resting and we would be coming off the playing game, but... I don't know. You got to play who you got to play. That's pretty much it. I mean, I would much rather play the Heat, who are the first seed, but once again, you're not going to tank a playing game. You don't want to put yourself in that situation. So, um, it sucks. Milwaukee's definitely built to beat us, and that's just how it's been. But I guess the optimistic view for me is like the Nets took them to seven games last year with like basically one superstar, Kevin Durant, and a one legged James Harden. So, I mean, that's, you know, took them to game seven overtime. So, if you get a healthy Kyrie, a healthy KD, you get Seth Curry making his shots, unlike Joe Harris last year, and hopefully Drummond and guys like Claxton can kind of help mitigate Giannis in a way, um, then sure, the Nets have a chance. But it's it's just a very tough matchup to play Milwaukee, but we're looking too far ahead. Got to focus on the playing game. Got to focus on Sunday. So we're in a pretty good spot, though. I felt way worse about this team six days ago, once again on Saturday, but now 
All the Nets have to do is beat a Pacers team that, once again, are not very good. No offense to them. The Pacers are 2-8 in their last 10, 25, and 55 on the season. So hopefully they can close that one out there. But we'll see what happens. But yeah, hopefully we get the 7 seed. There should be a playing game in Brooklyn on, I think, Tuesday it would be. I'm pretty sure the 7-8 game is on Tuesday, they said. So maybe Tuesday. I don't know. But we'll talk after that game, of course, because that's going to be a big one. I don't plan on making a video after the um, the Pacers game, so we'll probably just wait until after the playing game is over. I don't know. I'll let you guys know, of course. But anyway, hopefully you guys enjoyed the video, and luckily the Nets got the win tonight. That's all we really cared about in the moment. But we'll look ahead to playoff matchups and all that exciting stuff coming up. Let's hope Ben Simmons can miraculously heal up and play for this team soon. But I'm not getting my hopes up, that's for sure. Anyway, hopefully you guys enjoyed, and I'll talk to you guys next time.